Firms Consulting, to some degree, started off with MBA candidates. Our very first client was not an MBA candidate, but by far over 95% of our initial clients were MBA candidates. So it's a group with which we have a you know a deep, long-standing um, understanding, working relationship, and you know we work with clients from over 30 MBA programs worldwide. I'm pretty sure the number is more than 30. It's just the ones you know that we can remember. But we worked at all of the major schools. Now, the way firms consulting tends to work is that we obviously think very carefully about the needs of our clients and try to update our material continuously. But what works best for us is where we have a, a generally a large pool of clients in one particular school, and therefore we can develop material and test with them. Now, I'll be very honest up front in the sense that, you know, as an organization, we don't sign agreements with any school. We prefer not to sign formal agreements with any uh, educational enterprise. So we just don't do it. We are quite happy to talk to schools and so on. But our only formal affiliation, if any, will be something maybe with a with a consulting club. But again, we prefer if none of that was made public. So, you know, the conditions of working with us are pretty strict in the sense that we don't like our affiliations made public. Now, one school we've got a long-standing affiliation with, and again, when I say school, just from what I said earlier, it's with the it's with our clients in that school rather than the school itself. We we decline all uh, invitations to you know support formal events at schools and so on. Is uh, at the Harvard Business School, um, and again, it's not as if we have a you know great huge relationship. You know, any year we have about thirty clients in that school in the MBA program, and. It, it fluctuates sometimes 20, sometimes 35. The most we've ever had in one year, I think, was supposed to have been about 37 to 42. I think 42 this year. But the point is that when we have a large enough critical mass in a certain school, sometimes, even though our clients are not allowed to do this, sometimes our clients get together and ask for us to do certain things for them to help with their training. Now, our clients at Harvard last year asked us to completely redesign the way they were doing cases because they didn't think it was helping them you know to any degree they did not feel that the material that was available to them was going to help them so they asked us to come up with a completely different approach that would enable them to travel during their internships but remotely prepare they wanted to basically an online classroom kind of format now, through that process, which we did, we started thinking this through last year. Um, it, that was almost, it's almost 18 months ago, actually. Uh, in January, February of 2012, we started building the program. We recorded it last year, made it available to them. And they used it last year, September, December, January. And they've also used it again this summer. So two rounds of updates with the Harvard Business School clients. And now that program has now become the consulting offer. So the MBA client pool is a very important pool for two reasons. Firstly, we have a very deep understanding because a lot of the material that you will see on our website was initially developed for them, tested with them, used by them you know, for their own um, um, interviews, and then we release it for other clients. So it's definitely a candidate pool we understand very well. Now, when we when we plan the the design and thinking for MBA candidates, 
we make one very important assumption that I think sets the tone for what we want to do. We don't assume MBA candidates have a strong knowledge of business, which is, may sound you know, very unusual. We actually assume most MBA candidates do not have a strong knowledge of business. And my honest feeling is that is a very good assumption to make because we've worked with MBA clients from all over the world. And while they have a, a pretty good knowledge of business, they don't have a, a, the ability to break down structure and critically analyze business problems. I'm not saying all MBA students are like this, but I'm saying 95% of them are like this. They can talk the language, but critically analyze, I think, is definitely missing. And it's not linked to any school, you know. Even if we had a Wharton or a Harvard or a, you know Oxford MBA student, they're not going to understand how to develop hypotheses. They're not going to know how to do brainstorming. They're not going to understand how to break down issues, me see. It's just something that is not taught at MBA programs. And the way it is taught, I think, is taught very superficially. So the first assumption we make when we teach MBA students is they just don't have these skills, and our job is to go in and train them. And I think it's a very good assumption to make because I, I, there have been times where we sometimes give a candidate the benefit of the doubt and assume they have the skill, but I think that always comes back to bite us and definitely the candidate as well. So the thinking here is when we design the MBA training, it's not as if we're going to assume, hey, you know what, you have an MBA from a great school and you understand all these underlying principles. No. At the very least, we will think you can follow what we're saying, but we never make the assumption that you're able to do it yourself or you at least you know understand the underlying principles. We assume that most of the core material will have to be retaught to you, and you know, that's the way we develop things. Now, obviously, MBA programs differ around the world. You know, there are evening programs, there are part-time programs, executive programs, there are full-time programs, and so on. McKinsey, BCG, and Bain, they're not known for hiring from these evening and part-time programs, but they have done that. We've placed people from those programs. Do we see any particular difference between the candidates who come from a full-time program or an evening class or a part-time class? No, not really, actually. I think the quality of the candidate is independent of the program they have opted to select. So when we see someone from an evening program, we obviously take into consideration that sometimes you know, there could be extenuating circumstances that drove you into an evening program, so we have to understand that. But certainly, the quality of the candidate doesn't really change much for us. But again, the underlying premise we have is that all MBA applicants will have to be taught business from first principles. Of course, it always surprises us when some candidates have this really deep, I would say, very strong uh, business judgment that they want to apply to the program, and they can do it. That's always good to have. But by and large, I would say that if you're an MBA candidate and you're listening to this, you are going to be retaught all of the core principles when you come into the program. We assume nothing. Everything on communication, operations, finance, strategy, uh, analysis, developing hypotheses, we will reteach it to you unless you know what you're doing. I mean, if we ask you a question and you come up with a good way to do it, we'll let you continue. But I have yet to see that. I've yet to see a candidate that is so good from an MBA program that we basically, you know, doing some maintenance with them. Most of them, it's a basically retooling of their skills and teaching them new material so that they can become better case candidates.